Shalom Aleichem. Makuta Sikh is Chelek Tezayin. Yisri Gimel. We're in the uh, second week of year three. We're learning today Lila Nishmas, Rabbi Yasef, Binyamin, Ben, Rabbi Nasha, Kaltman. And we are learning a classic Makuta Sikh is Sikha. The Sikha touches upon some of the fundamentals of Lakuta Sikhas, all the way back to Chelek Aleph and Chelek Gimel, where the Rebbe teaches us what happened on the day of Matan Teirah, what changed in the world when the Abishta gave the Teirah to the Yidden. And along the way, we will learn some fascinating uh, uh, Nigla details that are all dependent on this one idea. So let's begin. Of course, we're connecting this to Parshas Yisrael, which is the Parshim which discusses the Matan Torah and the day of the giving of Torah. One of the Mamore Razal, one of the teachings of our sages, which express the great Maila, the great beauty, the great accomplishment of Matan Torah, is in Mesech the Psachim, is in the Gemara in Psachim. Rav Yosef, Omar Avdili Eglatilsa. Rav Yosef on the day of Shavuos would say to his to his household, "Prepare for me a third-born calf," which a third-born is uh, is the best one, is the choicest one. Omar he would say, "What are we making the celebration for?" Ilav Hayemed Kagarim. If not for this day, what it have what it has caused. How many Yasefs would there be in the marketplace? As Rashi explains, that there's not for the fact that I learned Torah, Mamti, and it elevated me, it changed me, then there's many people in the marketplace called Yasef. What would be the difference between me and them? The fact that I am unique, the fact that I'm special, the fact that I have become changed is because I learned Torah. So we're going to have a series of questions and Literally, we're going to take word for word, or word, a word at a time of this Maimer Chazal. We're going to understand each word. From the Shailitz for Stellenzich and their Maimer, the following questions arise in this statement. First of all, what is, the, what is meant with the words this day? Seemingly, the intent of Rav Yosef is the fact that he was distinguished, different than other people. Is thus to leave them with because he's the one who learned Torah. The Rashi is mefarish as Rashi says. The words of Rashi are shalomadeti Torah v'nisrei mamti. I learned Torah and it elevated me. So why is he saying it so ambiguously? If not for this day. We need butter. Why couldn't he say it clearly? He loved Torah. If not for Torah, additionally, it's not just a question in the wording, but also chronologically, it's not consistent. Since Yosef is seemingly referring to the advantage of learning Torah, then it's not only it's not really about the day of Shavuos. Because the concept of learning Torah existed even before Vav Sivan, when the Yevishter formally and officially gave the Torah to the Yidden. From the days of our Avos, 
yeshiva, learning Torah, never stopped. Uh, when they were in Mitzrayim, they had a yeshiva with them. Avram Avinu Zalkin, the yeshiva, yeshiva. Avram Avinu had become, even when he became old, he was still sitting and learning in yeshiva. So why is he referring it to the day of Vavsivim? To the day of Shavuos? If it's, if it's about learning, learning existed, learning Torah existed even before Vavsivim. The way the, the way he words it is not for this day what it caused. So why is he adding those words? It would have been sufficient to say if not for this day. Why does he have to add the words which it caused or what it caused? So we're going to try to answer this in Sif Beis by saying that Ab Yesuf is not talking about the my love learning Torah. He's talking about the fact that Yidin were chosen as the Abishters chosen people on the on this day. And that's what Yisuf is referring to, that there's many uh, Yosefs in the Shukah. The fact that Yidin are special is because of Shavuos. And Rebbe is going to refute that by saying, uh, with a number of uh, points, number one, um, Rashi says, Shalomadati Torah. And number two, this doesn't, Identify the uniqueness of Rav Yosef. It identifies the uniqueness of all Yidden. We can suggest that with the words this day, Rav Yosef did not mean the greatness of the day as the day of the giving of Torah. The fact that on this day we became the chosen people from all the nations. David chose the Yidden from all the other nations. And it's because of this that Rav Yosef is distinguished from the other Yosefs in the marketplace. This answers the question why he doesn't say the word Torah. And also why he answers the words Kagarim. Because Rabbi Yisuf is emphasizing that he does not mean the giving of the Torah. is referring to another element that was caused by this day, namely the, the, the choosing of the Jewish people. But it's difficult to say that this is the reason that Rabbi Yisuf was referring to. But Rashi says, Rashi is the chief commentator. He says that Rabbi Yisuf is referring to the fact that he learned Torah. And it's also understood from the context, the discussion in the Gemara before the statement, and the discussion in the Gemara after the statement, as he mentions in the Horus 7 and 8, are talking about the Maila, the advantage of learning Torah. So that's one issue. More importantly, this would uh, mean that Rabbi Yosef is talking about the advantage of a yid over other nations. And for my Rabbi Yosef is mashma as a ret vegan amayla miyuchedes boy legabi under yidin. From the way Rabbi Yosef speaks, it it, it it implies that avdi li eglotil so make for me a a a, a choice. Calf. It's mashma that he's talking about the Maila Kama Yosef. Again, he's referring to himself as he's the special Yosef, implying the fact that he that there's a Maila in him over other Yidin, not just a Maila in Yidin over non-Yidin. So, so therefore, this explanation cannot be the only explanation. So we're back to our original question number one: Why does he use the words Hayoima and not Ilav Teira? 
And why did they say the word? It's the Kog Garden. And Sif Gimel is going to ask another couple of questions. There's additional nuances that need to be clarified in the statement of Rav Yosef. Aleph. Why does he mention his name? That many Yosefs in the marketplace. Who needs Tam Kama Inshi? And I have to say there are many other people in the marketplace. Why is it relevant to explain the greatness of Rav Yosef by mentioning his name? Rashi emphasizes Rashi explains there's many people in the marketplace with the name Yosef and as Rashi finishes over there and he says what's the difference between if not potato what will be the difference between me and them but why Shishman Yosef because there are many people in the marketplace and what and, and the reason I stand out is because I learned Tayra Beisah why does he add the word in the marketplace? Why couldn't they say, if not for the fact that I learned Tayra, there are many Yosefs around. And what would be the difference between us? And you can't answer that by saying Bishuka, by saying that there's many Yosefs in the marketplace, Rabbi Yosef is highlighting the differences that the other people are in the marketplace while he is in the base medrash learning Torah. Because that would be understood even without the word Bishuka. If not for Matan Torah, there would have never been a there would have never been a base medrash. Wherever you would go in the world, it would be the opposite of base medrash, namely a marketplace. So what Rabbi Yisuf is saying, if not for the, if not for Torah, there would have been many people in the sukkah. There would have only been a sukkah. So it can't be that he's coming to highlight the difference between Rabbi Yisuf and the others. That Rabbi Yisuf is in the base medrash. So the question is, in that case, why does Rabbi Yisuf add the words Bishuka? So in Sif Dalid, he is going to introduce to us the uh, the an understanding of the uniqueness of Matan Torah, and it's based. And as I mentioned earlier, and other other sikhs and the uh maybe with a little bit of a different twist over here of Matsuva Vaisa, as we'll see that Matan Tayra we became commanded to do to do Tayro mitzvahs, which as we'll see has a, a, a very important impact on what we're doing. So and based on that, based on understanding what is the uftu, what it was, what was accomplished, what was changed on the day of Matan Tayra, will based on that we'll understand. Uh, we'll begin to understand what Rabbi Yisuf is trying to say. The beer buzzer, sif damet. Here's the explanation. The pastor says the chilek says and limud atayda v'kiyim a mitzvahs from farmat and tayda. The pastors we can explain the difference between the learning of tayda and the fulfillment of mitzvahs before mat and tayda. V'irazal that selam and again limud atayda lefnei mat and tayda kenal. The fact that the yidden that that the obvious that learning tayda existed before mat and tayda we already mentioned earlier. In the Maimar Chazal, Yimei and Shalavi say in the Parsh Yeshiva Mayim that from the days of the Aves Yeshiva never stopped. Valderek Zabin Gekim and Mitzvahs. You also find similar Mamari Chazal, similar statements from Chazal with regards to Mitzvahs. For example, Kim Avram Avinu is Kolatayru Kolachli Nitna that Avram Avinu fulfilled the entire Torah before it was given. So what's the difference between the Kim between Torah and Mitzvahs before Matan Torah, Unoch Matan Torah, and that which we do and learn after Matan Torah? 
So here's the basic difference. As far matan teira is there kiyu a mitzvah given in a nefen from any mitzvah vaisen. Before matan teira, the fulfillment of mitzvahs was in a manner of not being commanded to do so. Unlachre matan teira is as given by Eden vaisen to mitzvah vaisen. After matan teira, it became, it changed to the status of being commanded to do so. What is the accomplishment? What is the difference from the if the if the person is commanded to do so? Is need not in them gavre from their mitzvah. It's not only in the person who's doing the mitzvah that he receives a greater reward because he's fulfilling a commandment that he was told to do. Now it says and ilu in from the mitzvah. The primary change is in the object of the mitzvah. Far matan teira, before matan teira, we bowed as the rikim of mitzvahs is given, nor bitzad ubekayach adam. The fulfillment of the mitzvah was being done because of the person, and therefore he was using his own strength to do so. Neat mitzad and siri fun beira, and not because Hashem commanded him to do so. Hotzain maisa mitzvah, if you can't uften in the chavtsa. The, his deed, his action of a mitzvah could not impact the object with which he was fulfilling the mitzvah to change its, its definition from the way it was created, to change it, 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 its, it, what it is. As mitzvah that it should change from a, an, a physical object uh, the, a neutral physical object to an, a mitzvah object. The is given The only change that could have happened because of the doing of the mitzvah is to the person. He did it, so something changed in him. When the abister commanded us. To do certain mitzvahs, to do the mitzvahs and to not do the Avedis. The, the this created the possibility that the impact of the mitzvah could reach the object itself. Because of the commandment that the Creator gave to the person, He gave him the strength, He gave him the ability. He could change the object with which he is doing the mitzvah. The same thing would work the other way. That when he, that if he, if he does Rahman al-Islan and Aveda with an object, it becomes a, 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 an abhorrent object. So only after Hashem gave a mitzvah, gave a commandment, only then does, does Hashem give, the does that, Commandment give the person the ability, the strength to transform an object into a mitzvah object, into a holy object. When he does a mitzvah, say, which means he was commanded to do so, and now he's fulfilling that mitzvah. So, a he as a human being, as a person, is doing the mitzvah. And B, it's impacting the object which is being used for the mitzvah. That it becomes a mitzvah object. person takes an esrik and, and, and makes a bracha on it. The esrik becomes a cheftesh al-mitzvah. And we'll see later in the sicha that there are actually halachic ramifications to that. 
The al derech zemitzus leisa said the same thing would apply in the in the negative. V'shas ben tutar achmon alatzan an aveda. He's pula sa aveda nitner in the gavra when a person transgresses a, a, a sin. It doesn't just affect him as a person. Now there's peilt eich in the mechavtza. It also affects the object as the chavtza vet nishtana. The object becomes changed. A davar misuav. It becomes an abhorrent thing. Before we continue to how this explains Rabbi Yisuf's statement, in Sifei, he's going to address the, the, the idea that Avram Avinu used his, his bris milah as a chayfet shal mitzvah. And based on, on this explanation on Sif Dalid, of Sif Dalid, that only through a tzivoy, only through a, a commandment from the Eibishter, does the person receive the power to transform a physical object, a neutral physical object, into a holy object. This will help us understand the myth, the story, this 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 uh, detail in the story of Abraham and Eliezer. This is an example of of this idea. This is also explained to us, and the Rebbe has explained this. Uh, at length in other places, including when Avram Avinu wanted to make Eliezer swear by holding on to a mitzvah object, he said, put your hand, place your hand under my hip, which of course is referring to the Mila of Avram. It's an immodest act to ask Eliezer to hold uh, uh, or to put his hand beneath the mila of Avram. And, and the question is, since Avram have been fulfilled the entire Tehidah, he should have had other mitzvah objects at home that he could have used to make Eliezer swear. But the explanation is, as we mentioned in Sif Dalit, since Avram Avinu's fulfillment of mitzvahs was not because Hashem commanded him, it was only his own choice. So his fulfillment of a mitzvah did not change the object. If Avram Avinu took an esrik and made and, and, and shook the lulav an esrik, it didn't turn the esrik into a chayfet mitzvah. He didn't have that power of the tzivoy haboyda that could now transform a, a, a fruit, an esrik fruit, into a, 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 a holy object. Achutz mitzvah milah. The exclusion to that would have been mitzvah milah. But that is of them nitztavik varon, which he was commanded to do so. He's just given a chayfet kadosh, so his milah became a holy object. Because it was because they had the power of the tzivayabayda. Now, in the next paragraph, he's just gonna he's gonna point out that it's true that before Martin Taylor, the only object that was holy was was was, was the mitzvah of Mila. But nevertheless, after Martin Taylor, it's on a whole new level. Which is why when we do the mitzvah of Mila, we don't do it because Hashem told Avram to do it. We do it because Hashem told us to do it through Meshe Rabbeinu. Because the tzivui that comes after Matan Teira is on a different level. So the example only works before Matan Teira when there was no other chayfet shal mitzvah. Mila was the only chayfet shal mitzvah. But after Matan Teira, even the mitzvah of Mila is on a different level. So that's just 
to understand because we're discussing the uftu of matan teira. if there's a tzivui before matan teira, so he's going to say that the even he's going to explain that like before matan teira, like I, like we just said before matan teira, the mitzvah of mila was the only created the only chayfitz kodesh. But the, that, that doesn't compare to what happened on Matan Teir. When there's a Gentile that Rambam in a normal Pnei Shavrama Avinu Al Shalom Mal Atzim Van Shibesei, we do not do the mitzvah of Mila because Avram Avinu uh, uh, circumcised himself and the members of his household. And the Pnei Shavrama Baruch Hutziva is son of the Meishar Avinu Shanima. The reason we do the mitzvah of Mila because Hashem commanded us to do so through Meishar Avinu. Chach Tetziva because Baruch Avram is given out of Zaracha Acharechal Dereisim. Even though the commandment to Avram was to you and to your children and the generations that come. Nevertheless, we still follow, we still do this mitzvah because Hashem commanded us to do so. Because the more complete version of the holiness of an object, is only after Matan And therefore, we, we, fought, we, we do it because of the tzivoy of Matan or that came through Matan because that's where you reach the even higher level of transforming the chayfets of Gdusha. And one of the reasons that could be explained, as is nitpid doima tzivi b'nevu Avram, for na mitzvah protest to anis prati, you can't compare a prophecy where Avram received a prophecy where a specific mitzvah was being given to an individual person. So the tzivuyim for neighbors in Matan Torah, the Mishnah Rabbeinu, you can't compare that to the tzivuyim that came at Matan Torah. So Eden, when all 613 mitzvahs were given to all the Yidin, it was a, it's a different kind of thing. Uh, uh, this was given to a private person. So therefore, it can't have the same impact as something that was given at the time of Matan Torah to every Yid. So let's go back to Sif Dalit. I mean, to say to continue Sif Dalit. And in Sif Dalit, we were introduced to the fact that when it happened at Matan Torah, Matan Torah created the concept of Mitzvah Vaisa. Mitzvah Vaisa means that we are commanded to do so. That Sivoy, that commandment, gives us the power and the strength to transform a, 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 an object into a Chayfetz Dikdusha and to transform it and make it holy. Do Sifov. And based on this, we're going to understand Rabbi Yisuf's statement. Dos is that purest to Rabbi Yisuf. Ilav ha'yeim edukagarim kama Yisuf ikim b'shukah. This is what Rabbi Yisuf means. Ilav ha'yeim of matan teireh. If not for the day of matan teireh, hot menech kilerin teireh mekayim gvim mitzvahs kinal. They were learning, learning teireh. They were already doing mitzvahs. But clothes in yinat teireh mitzvahs is Yisuf. The whole concept of teireh mitzvahs is the idea of Yisuf. Which Yosef means I suffer the kedusha of inyan to increase kedusha, increase holiness in the world more than it has on its own. We know in other places that I would speak about Yosef havayali bein acher that the uftu of the reason that we're here in the world is to take an acher and turn it into a ben. Literally, the pasuk means that Hashem should give me another child, another son, but. Very often, the Rebbe would explain that that acher acher means another. He's an other, he's not a son. That our job is to turn from an acher into a ben. That through Yasef Hashem Li, by increasing in Kedusha, by increasing in holiness into the world, we're able to transform the achers of the world into a ben, into a son, into something that is close to the Ebishter. So the whole union of Teiru Mitzvah is the idea of Yasef, of increasing Kedusha in the world. Ober, the Kamo Yasef, the Pula Saisafa from Teiru Mitzvah of Lehmat and But this Yasef, 
this uh, increase that was given to the world through Teiru Mitzvahs before Matan Teiru is in an Eifin as the Eilam is Bishuka. It's in a way that the world remains a marketplace. The world remains unchanged. It remains the same marketplace that it was before the person learned the Teiru did the Mitzvahs. Ashuka is like a marketplace, it's an open place. In Chesilis it explains that the Rishus HaYachid means that it's owned by the Yechidah Shalelem, by the Eibishter. Rishus HaRabim means that it's owned by the Klippis. The Klippis do not recognize the oneness of Hashem, and therefore they're called HaRabim, Tudeh de Preda. And Rishus HaRabim, Ashuka represents Rishus HaRabim. Rabbi Yisra is saying, if not for the day of Matan Teira, if you were just relying on the learning of Teira and doing mitzvahs without Vav Besivin, when the Avisa gave the Teira, then Take would be Kamo Yisra, there would be an increase in Kedusha, but Bishuka, the world would remain, Ashuka would remain a marketplace, it would remain in Rishus HaRabim, it would not become changed by the learning of the Teira. Varum. The pu'ule is not in the gavra. The impact is only on the individual and does not impact the world. That the worldly matters should become a holy object. Because of this day, when the Yavis are commanded us to do Teiru Mitzvahs, so the Yasef could accomplish an increase and a transformation, as Elam Blightnit Bishuka, that the world does not remain a marketplace. Not just that the person is changed and the world remains as it was. But the idea of Shuka, the world as it was known, becomes transformed into a holy object or into a holy place, etc. So already now, if we go back to our questions, we can answer the Hayoima. Because he's not saying if not for Teira. He's saying if not for what happened on Shavuot, when we became Mitzvah then Kama Yosef Ike It also explains why he says Yosef. Because he's talking about not his personal name. He's talking about the Hesafa, the increase that happens to the world through the learning of Teira and doing mitzvahs. It also explains why he uses the word Bishuka. Because he's talking about the world that is a Shuka. That is a marketplace. That is a Rishosarabim. And through Teira, through Matan Teira, the Shuka becomes transformed like the rest of the world becomes transformed. And becomes made holy through the learning of Teira and the doing of mitzvahs. We didn't yet... Talk about the Kagarim, which was the another question that we asked, which will be addressed in Siv Ches, etc. Before we get to that, in Siv Zayin, he's going to address the Rashi, which Rashi says, V'nisrei Mamti, that I learned Torah V'nisrei Mamti, and he's going to tell us something phenomenal, something absolutely out of this world. And that is, is that even though we've been saying Gavra and Chavza, and we're saying that the Gavra is affected even before Matan Torah, and, and after Matan Torah, the Chavza gets affected, he's going to differentiate in the Gavra itself. And he's going to say that in the Chavza of the Gavra, let's use the words Neshama and Guf, even though he doesn't use those words, but let's break it down a little bit into the more uh, 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 physical part of the person versus the more spiritual part of the person. And even a person learns Torah before Matan Torah, there was a Shinoi in the Gavra, but in the Chavza of the Gavra, there was no Shinoi. 
And Venusrei Mamti means that even that we, when we learn Teda after Matan Teda, it changes also our Chefza, also our Guf. It's more than just Guf, but I'm just using that word to, to sort of frame it in a certain way. This helps us understand what, what Rashi says when he said not only does he explain that Abiyas have learned Teda, but he adds that I, I was elevated. Where does Rashi get this from? Where does Rashi understand from where in Rabbi Yasef's words does he get that Rabbi Yasef was saying, not only was he saying that I learned Torah, but he was saying that I was elevated. The Purish are partially is dark as the meat was that learned Torah. He said, "Anders from Allah b'nei Adam shemeshuk was learning it kein Torah." The simple understanding of Rabbi Yosef is is that by through learning Torah, he is different than all the other people in the marketplace. Venistrei mamti, I was elevated. That's Rashi's addition. Where does he get it from? Then I'll pee now. Let's move on. But now we understand. Boom, be that elf to fanayim. Just like we said that the accomplishment of Hayyayma is that through the fulfillment of the mitzvah, we are transforming the object into a holy mitzvah object. So too we can say with regards to learning Teda. Even though before Matan Teda, we were able to grasp the wisdom of Teda, we were able to acquire the words of Teda, which is the Shinoi, which is the increased that affected the Gavra before Matan Teda. It did not impact a change in the object of the learner, in the actual learner. But when a person learns Teda after Matan Teda, then the person himself, the Chefza of the person, the person, if you look at it as if it's an object, changes. V'nisrei mamti, I was elevated, says Rav Yasef. The learner becomes a higher level object. Higher level thing. So what do we have? We have, what Rav Yasef is telling us is that through the, through the, through Matan Teda, through becoming a Mitzvah of Everything is changed. When I, when, when I do a mitzvah, the object that I'm using for the mitzvah becomes a chafzah de kedusha, a holy object. When I learn Torah, it changes me, it elevates me, it transforms me. Because I have learned Torah as a mitzvah v'aisa. And this is what Rav Yasef was so, was so excited about. But it wasn't so much the fact that he learns Torah, it's the impact of Torah on the world and on, and, and on himself. Sivchas is, is going to go to the Kagarim. And we're going to have, and from there it's going to go on to other topics as well. Based on this, we can also explain the Lashen, the Kagarim. Which we, as you remember, we asked in the beginning of the Sikha, the Kagarim means it caused. Because of this day and what it caused. Why can't I say because of this day? Why does it have to say the words, the Kagarim? So he says like this. In them uf, in them uf tuf and hayyem of modern is the nachaninyin. There's another element in the in the in the accomplishment in the in, in the in the uh, in the change that occurs because of Matan Torah. In other words, not only is there is the fact that when you take a, 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 a physical object and you do a mitzvah with it, you make the object holy, but there's really something that happens even before that. Kedem Matan Torah is nitkeven the gather from Isra or the mitzvah in the 
There was no concept that this object was holy or that this object was prohibited. Even if you look at it as, as, as a mitzvah, the mitzvah was on the person. Do this or don't do this. But after Matan even before the person does the mitzvah or does the prohibition, is da in von Welt der Geder von Mitzvah oder von But in the world exists the concept of this mitzvah or of this or, or of this Aveda. In other words, let's use the example of, 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 of we, use, we keep on saying Esrig. The Esrig becomes holy once it becomes used for a mitzvah. And uh, when you go in, into the store and you're, and you're shopping for an Esrig, the Esrig isn't holy. You drop it on the floor, you don't have to kiss it, you don't have to fast for it, whatever. It's, it's, just, it's just a fruit. But the fact that this Esrig could become holy, the fact that there exists the idea that an Esrig could be holy and this might be the Esrig that becomes holy when a Yid makes a bracha on it, that happened by Matan The whole concept that a physical object could become holy, that is introduced at Matan Teira. We can find an example to this before Matan Teira. But may ain't dogma, it's almost an example. For the Biurim of them was Avram Avinu Adnit Bekayin Mitzvah Smila. One of the explanations that's given why Avram did not do the Mitzvah of Mila until he was commanded to do so. Hagam, Askim, Avram Avinu, Kulat, even though he did the rest of Teira, even though it wasn't given yet. So the explanation is like this. Since the mitzvah milah didn't exist, so then there was no Torah concept of a foreskin. That's prohibited, that has to be removed, and so on and so forth. So therefore there couldn't be a concept of circumcising the foreskin. It would have been just cutting skin. The whole idea of a bris is only to remove something that's not allowed to be there. But before Martin Taylor, there was no such concept that it's not allowed to be there. Now, even though you could say the same argument with regards to eating matzah, if matzah is not a holy, then when you eat matzah, you're not doing anything. As it is done, not given together matzah. Unka minyoni mitzvah zakeitzah because the idea of matzah didn't exist. Unfundezvegin gifim bemachilas matzah. Nevertheless, we find that Avram Avinu ate matzah. Unkiyum kol mitzvahs ba'Avram u'barav and the fact that Avram and his children did certain mitzvahs. In other words, the Marashach, if the if the if the gather of holiness or the gather of prohibition doesn't exist, then how could they do any mitzvah? Is is the asbari in them? So there is it can be explained. As this is given al koponim together for nachilas mitzvah, the idea of eating, which is a mitzvah, did exist. Unchilukim in the nachila pas lechem benabaker v'chulu, and there was different things that you could eat. You could serve. You could serve a, a, a bread. You could serve meat. Kamei ba'achnasas erchim da'avram u'bechlolis lasis stakos shakayin lechlevushu bais. The way I understand this piece is as follows: the bnei noyach were commanded lasis stakos. Including included in doing tzedakah is giving things to people. One of those things would be food. So, and if a person gave, if a person gave food to another person and they ate that food, then that eating is is creating a mitzvah. 
because there was a mitzvah as So once there was a, the, the idea of eating as a mitzvah in the world, then if you eat matzah, it's just sort of piggybacking, so to speak, on this idea that you could eat and it's a mitzvah. So there's other things that Abraham Avinu did that he did a mitzvah with, with them, it's because the idea already existed in the world as a mitzvah, and then Abraham took a piece of matzah, and he, and he ate it as a mitzvah. But those were all positive things. When you look at, when you look at, 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 at the mitzvah of milah, with the mitzvah of milah, what you have to do, is you have to do, you have to cut something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a mitzvah say, but it's a mitzvah say that in order to do it, you have, there has to be something that's awesome. So if the usher part doesn't exist, then you can't do the positive part. So that's one nekuda. One nekuda is that you can't compare eating, which was already a mitzvah in some, in some way, to the bris milah, in which you're to, trying to do a positive action on something that's not usher. By, by fulfilling other mitzvahs, he didn't at the same time uh, 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 negate the possibility of fulfilling a mitzvah properly. Had he circumcised himself when there was no foreskin, when there was no concept of foreskin, of prohibited, then he would have never been able to fulfill the mitzvah when Hashem commanded him to do so. That's a whole other point. Is that you can't do uh, uh, the, the the difference between mila and matzah is that is that had he done the mitzvah of mila when there was no arla, then when then when the arla became an arla, he wouldn't be able to do the mitzvah because the arla was gone already. So therefore, in other words, the the, the, the reason this is an example to what we're trying to say is we're trying to bring out this nakuda that the arla of Avram Avinu until Hashem told him to be mal himself was not considered a davar aser. But, at once Hashem told him to do so, then the Orla became something that he was not allowed to have, and therefore he had a mitzvah to cut it off. Let's take this to after Matan Teireh. Just like when you're talking about prohibitions. So these commandments don't just create a prohibition on the person. But rather, the object itself becomes abhorrent, becomes problematic. That even before the person does the mitzvah. That because of the commandment, it created the possibility that this item will, will become holy. What happened in Matan Teda is that every single object that's possible to be used for a mitzvah received the, the preparedness, received the possibility that it would become a chayfetz of Kedusha. So we we'll move on as a chayfetz of Kedusha. The actual transformation happens during the fulfillment of the mitzvah. When you actually do the mitzvah, but the 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 ability, the potential for this object to become to become kodesh happened at Matan Torah. Now we're going to take a break over here. Tess and Sif Tess and Yud, we're going to sort of go on a tangent. 
if Yudalif are going to come back to this, and he's going to explain the Kagarim. But, but just to, to give you a glimpse, because on Matan Teira, the objects didn't change, the person doesn't change unless he actually learns Teira. So if he says, Hayemid the Kagarim, Matan Teira caused it to happen. Because Matan Teira created the possibility that it should happen. Although it doesn't happen until it actually happens. So that's, that's going to be the Dekagarim. So, in Sif Tess and Yud, he's going to explain a whole other idea. Introduce a brand new idea that will be made, that, that, that we'll be able to understand based on this concept. And this concept, just to, I, I'm going to reword it for a second so that it flows better into this next Sif. This concept is saying like this. That the Abishter's Tzivuy, the Abishter's commandment, actually changes something in the world. Even though a person did not do the mitzvah yet. But something changed in the world, something changed in this Esrig, that it now is potentially a holy object. And that's, a, that's the Chiddush of Sifches. Till Sifches, he was saying, Shem gave us the ability to change the world. What he's saying is like this, that there's two levels, there's two stages. Stage number two is when the person actually does the mitzvah. But there's a stage number one that started at the day of Matan Teirah. When something happened in the world that every, that everything that may be used for a mitzvah one day received the ability, received the potential to be a Dover Kaddish. And because of that, and because of that, a change happened on the day of Matan Teirah, which is why it's high yoyma, like we'll see later. Now, this will help us understand a, a, a teaching in Mechilta that is seemingly not understood. Pasuk says, you should talk to your children, relate to your children on this day, tell them it was because of this that the Abishter uh, 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 did for me the, the miracle to take me out of Mitzvah. Which this is the, 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 the mitzvah, the obligation to relate the story of the going out of Mitzrayim. It's actually a passage in the Haggadah as well. We say this during the Pesach Seder, during Magid. I would think that I could start from Rish Chedesh, I could start telling over the story of Yitzis Mitzrayim. So we see in the Pesach that we just quoted, it says, on that day, which would be the day that we're going to bring the carbon Pesach. So if it says that day, I would think you could start even during the daytime, even out of Pesach afternoon, I could already start telling the story of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim and fulfill my obligation of Sipur Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Talmud Leimah Bavurzeh. So therefore the Pesach continues and says, Bavurzeh, because of this. What is this? Bavurzeh le'amarti elabishosh yishmatzeh. You have to have the matzah and the martyr sitting in front of you. Only then could you tell over the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Meaning to say, the sip, the chiyu, the obligation of Sipra Yitzhak Mitzrayim is on Leil Tesvav, on the night after Erev Pesach, the first night of Pesach. Learning Mepharshim. So the Mepharshim explained, why would I even think that you should start telling the story of Pesach on Rishchidosh? So the Mepharshim explained, Because Mesha started and commanded uh, uh, the Yidin on Rishchidosh with regards to eating the, the carbon Pesach. 
Matzis al mereirim yichlu and to eat the matzis with the mother. But those that gebrach the gulos the mitzvah time, which this is what triggered the geula, the carbon pesach, and the meal that they had that night, which was matzis al mereirim yichlu azevolt echde. So since when did Moshe command the yidden to do so? On rishchedesh. So in a sense, when does the story begin? The story begins on rishchedesh. Azevolt echde that and was from the yidden vigal to levincha the sefer b'sisman time gedavt lechanev merishchedesh. So I would think in the same token that the, that the mitzvah to tell the story could begin on Rishchidosh. That's the Havamina. So the first week, wait, if Moshe started this on Rishchidosh, then maybe from Rishchidosh starts this mitzvah. Nor, Melerita from Pasik. And the Pasuk teaches us that no, it doesn't start Rishchei, it has to be on that day, and not just the whole day, but at the end of the day, when the matzah and the murder are sitting on the table. We have to understand as follows. If you learn the Mechilta, it seems to imply. The fact that we learn from the Pasuk, that the mitzvah to tell over the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim is only once the matzah and the mar are on the table. It's not because the story changed. It's the same story. Nor Even according to the Maskana, even according to the Havamin, I'm sorry. The Michil the Pasik still says Bavurze. Bavurze means the Matzah and the Mur. The Pesach Matzah Mur. Which means that even if according to the Havamina, that you were telling the story on Gimel Nisan. Or on it would still include Pesach Matzomar. It's part of the story. On Erev Yom Tov afternoon, on Yudalad afternoon, they brought a carbon Pesach. On Leil Tezvav, they ate Matzah al Medoidim. And on Yom Tezvav, they were taken out of Mitzrayim. It's all part of the story. Not like the story changed. The story remains. Nor, for the Yitur Vidiyu Kakasov Lanman up there, but again, the Zvamakim. The difference is, is that what, what changed? When do I fulfill it? That I can't do it. In other words, just, just, just to make clear, we understand what we're talking about over here. From the Hava minute to the Maskana of the Mechilta, we didn't introduce Pesach Matzah Marer. Even in the Hava minute, Pesach Matzah Marer played an important role in the story. It's just that in the Hava minute, we thought that we don't need them on the table. That you could say it even days earlier and just talk about them. And the Maskana is that they have to be on the table. They can only do the story when it's on the table. Isn't it move on? But if you're going to tell me that we always knew that Pesach Matzumar are part of the story, so then it's not understood. What's the connection between Pesach Matzumar that only came into being on Leil Tezvav to Rishchidosh? Or even to even to Yudal Nisan afternoon before uh, Matzo Mar are brought into the story. In other words, if you were to tell me that I Bechlal thought that you don't have to talk about Pesach Matzo Mar, there's nothing. It's, it's, it's about Itzias Mitzrayim. Okay, fine. But in, in the previous paragraph, he explained that Pesach Matzo Mar are part of the story. So if Pesach Matzo Mar don't begin until don't come into being until Lil Tzvav, why would I even think that on Rishchidosh? I could talk about Pesach Matzumara, which is not happening in another 15 days. 14. Is there beer, Bozekna? 
But the explanation is as follows: The Baal has been ischedus is given the tzivi yakarus baruch of asiyas achilus apesach unmatzu morer. And since ischedus, there was a commandment from the Abister to to do the carbon pesach, to eat the carbon pesach, and to eat the matzah and the morer. Ishen demot mitzad atzivoi. Based on what we said in the previous seif, previous seifim, that when the Abishter gives a tzivui, like, like he did at Matan Teira, this creates in the world the concept of the of the Shal Mitzvah. So when the Abishter gave the commandment of Pesach, Matzah, Umar, and Eshchedesh Nisan, this brought into the world the idea of Pesach, Matzah, Umar, even if they don't exist until later. But the key from the Mitzvah of the Aves, when the Yidin came to Eshchedesh Nitkiven, which the Aves, or even the Yidin before before, before Eshchedesh, did not have this. They didn't have this concept of Pesach, Matzah, Umar, because there was no Tzivuy. Ula Heisif, let's just throw in the brackets very quickly. There is one opinion that holds that the mitzvah to discuss the, and, to, and to review the laws of Pesach begins two weeks before Pesach. It also has a, a halakhic application that when do we start learning about Pesach Matzah Marer on Rishchidosh. So that's the Hava Mina. But mainly when we can't zagin. Therefore, I would have thought, as that the mitzvah of telling the story begins very very shchedish. The dibur v'sipur v'gim pesach matzumorer in season time shabal yoday. You can already start talking about pesach matzumorer and the yitzias mitzrayim, which came because of it. As far as teira is concerned, pesach matzumorer already exists. Even though you didn't shecht it yet, and even though you didn't prepare it yet, and even though you didn't bake the matzah yet, and even though you didn't grind the mortar yet, and even though it doesn't exist yet in reality, but it, as far as Teda is concerned, it exists. Because once the Teda gave the commandment for it, it created its possibility in the physical world. It exists, at least its concept, conceptually, it agrees and it exists in this world. And therefore, Yachomer Ishchedesh. Therefore, I would think that a yes, that there's a tzivui for it, that it's already Pesach Matzum Marer is enough existing, existing enough in this world that I could start telling the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim with the Pesach Matzum Marer that are part of the story. So what is the Mechil to say? No. So I would think that in the morning, or in the day of, of, of Yudalad Nissen, I can already start telling the story. So what's, why would I think that? Once I already, once I already, once you already told me that the Tzivui is not enough, I have to go, uh, I have to go by Yemahu. So what would I think now? So that's what he explains in the next paragraph. is the next thought that the Mechilta has. As mitzad, the Moshe state by Yemahu, because it says in the passage by Yemahu, let in Penopas as is nit masfik together a cheftvas to tichul for ischedus. We already know, from this we learn that it's not enough the concept of the object that was brought into being berischedus solely by virtue of the tzivui. It's not good enough. But I would think says ginug mi beyim. I would think that meidim is enough. For them, all tishen doder gather a cheftzah from Pesach because then Pesach already exists as an as a as an object 
of Kedusha. But those are the Kazakhs of Gibrachti Gulu, which the Pesach is the most important detail. Now it doesn't exist only because Hashem commanded to do so. Because at this point in time, there is actually an obligation on the person to fulfill the mitzvah. To fulfill the mitzvah. In Dem's man is the Chiyuv B'Poyol Atem Gavre to Makas on the carbon Pesach. We're at a time where the person actually has a Chiyuv to bring it. It's not just that the Tzivi was given, they should give it in two, in two weeks. And the Tzivi created the Gedra Chefza in the world, the idea of the concept of it. No, we're holding 14 days later where the person actually has a, 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 an obligation to bring a carbon Pesach. So that's why I would say, okay, fine. Maybe that's enough to start the Tzipri Tzismit's time. Over the Maskana is. But the maskana is the, the the conclusion of that mechilta is as when darf habin ba'avuzel yamarti elavishosh yeshmatzu mora menachem lefanecha has to be on the table has to be in front of you. Then ishayich sudermona the mitzvah from pesach matzu mora. When can you actually mention the mitzvah of pesach matzu mora? Umekayim zay the mitzvah from tzipur b'tzis mitzrayim was the mitzvah bund and had to fulfill the mitzvah of telling the story b'tzis mitzrayim, which is connected to pesach matzu mora. Nor b'shas is the chil b'peil for matzu mora balayla only. When that person actually has the the, the at night, when the mensch halt beim ton ma'isa mitzvah, the person is ready to actually do the mitzvah. Und sever der chalaisa mitzvah der chaf to the pail and. The, and the, 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 the transformation of the mitzvah occurs in the actual object. Nitlif days are not any not any not any time before that. So, and one more paragraph. And thus is nitno ben to matzah umar. This is not just relevant to the mitzvah of matzah umar, which was only in the evening of tezvav. Of the fifteenth day of Nisan, this also we also need the carbon Pesach to be to, 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 the change in the chefza of the carbon Pesach happens at night. Even though it was already brought in the afternoon, the already had a chefza of, of, of a carbon of a sacrifice offering. Because it was a carbon pesach, but since the whole purpose of the carbon pesach is to eat it, so because of that, the ultimate, the the the, the complete version, uh, and the complete transformation that happens in this chefz in this object is only once there's an obligation to actually eat it. Which is uh, uh, which is together with the matzah mother and the night of of of, of 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 Pesach. But at least we understand where where the mechilti was coming from, and that's what we tried to do in the, in, in, in Sif Tesson Yud. Once we understand the power, and, and and it's just it's an interesting observation that when you when when you look at the sicha and 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 the, and the Rebbe's approach at this in general and in, in many other sichas. Reality is created by Tera. Reality is not created by, by what we could see in here, what, what, what it looks like. When Tera says that something exists, it exists. When Tera says it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist. So when Tera says Pesach Matzah Umar, Pesach Matzah Umar comes into existence. Now, Mamish, since we're, we're in a physical world, we can't really do the mitzvah until we can actually do the mitzvah. So therefore, the actual transformation of the object into something holy happens through us. When we do the mitzvah, when we do a mitzvah, a poyol, that makes the transformation. But it doesn't change the fact that something happens when the tzivoy is given, and that's why ha'yoyma. But second, that's why there was a svar in the mechilta, that 
that from the and on, I can already start fulfilling this mitzvah because Pesach, Matzah, Mar are already in existence in the world through the Tzivoy. And this is the same thing that we're going to learn about Hayyoyimah. Sif Yudalev. This is what it says, the, the, says about this day and what it was goyrim, what it cost. The Pirish Apostles from Gorim is the literal meaning of the word Gorim is that the impact is not a direct one, but indirect. Gram means to cause something. The actual transformation of this object. Or in the words of Rashi in Isra'i Mamti, the transformation that happened to, 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 to Rav Yasef, that he was elevated through the learning of Torah, this happens when the person actually learns Torah, when the person actually does the mitzvahs. So Hayyayim, and the day of Shavu is caused, as the limud of Torah became mitzvahs, it made it possible that when the person does the mitzvah or learns Torah, it should actually change. So it was caused by Matan Torah. In actuality, it happens when the person does the mitzvah or learns the Torah. And this gram, this causation that happens on Matan Torah is in two aspects. It was introduced to the world, the idea that an object could become holy or could become an object of an Aveda. That a physical object could be a vehicle through which and with which to do a mitzvah. And Bez is a second element that is something that was not yet touched upon in the Sikha. That's when the Yidin themselves changed. Matantera was the end of their gators of their becoming Yidin. When they entered, when they were brought in under the wings of the Shekhinah. A gay that goes through a conversion is like a newborn child. So the Yidin were reborn at Matantera. The physical body of the Yid became holy. And this is what gives the Yid the ability and the strength, the potential, the power. When he takes a physical object, and when he does a mitzvah with it, then this brings into reality the transformation of this object. The Yosef, like we said before, they suffer the increase into the world. As from that from shuka from the marketplace, from the worldliness of the world, it should become a holy place and a holy object. When I take by eating gufa and so to by the eating himself, as b'shas and learn teira b'peil, tutzichu v'ashinui v'ilu and em gufa v'nisrei mamti neisav demetzes kolis b'lavachi. It's also made it possible that when he learns teira, it should change him. It should elevate him. Vinistremamti, as Rashi says, beyond the fact that he already became holy at Matan Teda. So now we have an understanding of what happened to Matan Teda. Ilav Ayyem, on the day of Matan Teda, there was two things that happened. Number one, 
Well, one thing that happened is that we became a tzuvah we were, we were commanded. The power of this tzivoy was, was that, number one, it gave us the, 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 the ability to take the objects of the world and transform them into holiness. It created the possibility that a physical object could become holy. It also turned the yid into something holy. Not just, uh, uh, not just, a child, not just we were children of Avraham, but not Yisrael, but we became a guf kodesh, a goy kodesh. And because of these two things, because the objects are transformable, transformable, and because the yid is a is a is a therefore we're able to, when it actually comes to learn to, to do a mitzvah, we change the object. When it actually comes to learning teda, we, we we become changed by it. What we have to understand now, and now we're going into what what I'll what we'll call the second part of the sicha. Is why Rav Yosef? Why is what is unique about Rav Yosef that he's the one who uncovered this kevaldike chiddush of Hayoma, this this incredible uh, 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 novelty of the day of Shavuos? And that we have to understand. With regards to Amiroim that came after Rav Yosef, there's no question. Once Rav Yosef spoke about it and brought and, and uncovered it, so it doesn't need to be said again. There were many Amiroim before Rav Yosef. And before the Amiroim came the Tanoim. We don't find that any of the sages that preceded Rav Yosef should speak about the Ilav Hayayim. It's such a major day. It's so important and it's such a major transformation and something that is so fundamental, so monumental. Why would nobody else talk about it? Why was Rav Yosef the first one to bring it up? It's the Bir So Now we're going to, going to bring in a new idea. And Sif Yudbez is going to ask a question. The fact that we could change things because of Matan Torah, because of the Tzivoy, does it apply only to the person who's commanded? Or does it apply even to someone who's not commanded? On the one hand, if you have a Tzivoy, if you don't have a Tzivoy, then you're not a Matzuv Isa. Then, you, then you're missing that bridge. Or you could say, as they'll bring in the Sikha, that once the, 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 the Guf of a Yid is a Guf Kaddish. And once the potential was brought into the world for an object to become holy, then even if the person is not Mitzvah he could still make a difference. And, and that's what we're going to see now. In the Muftu Funayim of Mitzvah Tzivah Kaddish Baruch Hu, is Nishadis Givar in Inyan HaMitzvah, Valderach Zeh in the Yisurim, Eich Bechavza. This idea that we've just been learning about, that because of the day of Matanter, because of the commandment of the Abishter, it became possible that a mitzvah, and similarly in an, in, in an iser, that it could affect the chefza, it could affect the object. You may ask the following question. Is this transformation, this change in the object, only accomplished with someone who's commanded to do so? To say it's only because of the commandment upon, the, the obligation upon him to fulfill this mitzvah, or not to transgress this prohibition, that there's able, you're able to transform and turn this object into an object of, a, of holiness and of a mitzvah, or someone who doesn't have the commandment cannot accomplish this. 
other or another way to look at it. Because every Eid became holy, his body is holy. And it was introduced a concept of the holiness of an object, or the, the, the prohibited objects in this world. So once you have the tools, once you have the person who has a Guf Kaddish, and you have the idea of a Chavzeh Dikdusha, then even if someone is not actually commanded to do so, it's also possible. So do you say that you have to be a Mitzvah because you need the Tzivoy? Or do you say that the Tzivoy made it possible that even a non-Mitzvah could still do it? Ulu Dugma. For example, There are women that are potter from Mitzvah that are dependent on time. From that second, There are various Mitzvahs that they are allowed to do. Is the shaila? See, all the mitzvahs was they do, and it's not a pulas adam. These mitzvahs that a woman was not obligated to do, and she's doing it anyway. Is it just the uh, the, the 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 action of the person? Or it's impacting the object, it's transforming the object. It actually have halachic ramifications. And here are two of two two. Uh, uh, Practical halachic applications from this question. In a din by esrig, as is There's a din by esrig that once you use an esrig, it becomes designated for the whole for the whole sukkah, and you can't decide in the middle of sukkah. Oh, I want to eat it. Uh, I want to make jam out of it. Once it's once it was used as a mitzvah, it becomes designated for the rest of rest of the You can't eat it or do anything with it for the rest of the seven days of sukkah. Is the shaila? Does this apply to the esrik of a woman? Because once you use it for a mitzvah, it becomes designated for the mitzvah. Because the, the, the doing of the mitzvah impacts esrik itself. Or maybe if she's not commanded to do so, then she can get the mitzvah by doing it, but it doesn't impact the actual esrik, and the esrik does not become a holy object. A similar question could be asked with regards to a person who is blind. According to Rabbi Yehuda, that a summa, a blind person, is, is, is potter from all mitzvahs. Even mitzvahs that you don't need to see for them. He says that, Rabbi Yehuda holds, that a blind person is potter from all the mitzvahs. So the question would be, does the mitzvah being done by a blind person, does it have an impact on the object, even though he is not commanded to do this mitzvah? Or no, like we said earlier, that it's still possible for him to have this impact. From this, we're going to go straight to Rav Yosef, who was blind. Rav Yosef was a saginoir. Literally, saginoir means a lot of light. But it's an expression that the Gemara uses sometimes to, to, to uh, it's sort of a sarcastic expression or, a, or a, a nice way of saying that the person can't see. And, and how does Abiyasev tell us about this blindness? He tells us, he tells it, it tells it to us in the context of Mitzvah Vais. We find in the Gemara. says, At first, I used to say, Whoever will come and tell me that the Lach is like Rabbi Yehuda, that a blind person is part from the mitzvahs, 
I will make a celebration for the for the for the sages, for the people. My time. What's so exciting? Because even though I'm not commanded, I'm still doing mitzvahs. So Rabbi Yisav felt that the that, that the fact that he was not commanded to do a mitzvah and doing it anyway was a very great thing. And he used to say, I'll be very happy to find out that I'm not a mitzvah because that means that the mitzvahs that I do are of even more importance. But now that I heard what Rabbi Hanina taught, said it's greater to do something when you're commanded to do so than when you're not commanded to do so. So now that I know it's different, it's not like that. If someone tells me the lacha is not the grab and I am obligated to do the mitzvahs, then I will make a celebration for the rabbanon. My time, because if I'm commanded, I have more schag. So at first, Rabbi Yehuda thought that it'd be better to be a not mitzvah because it means that he's going, he's doing more for Hashem, even though he doesn't have to do it. He's doing, you know, sometimes he say when you're commanded to do so. If you're told to do something, you do it. Okay, fine, you were told to do it. But if you do something that you weren't told to do, it's extra special because you weren't even told to do so. That's what he thought at the beginning. Later, he realized that there's more schar for the mitzvah of Isa. So he says, I wish to, to find out that a summa is chayiv in the mitzvah and the lachas not like Rabbi Now, from that maimer is mukach. From this statement of Yehuda, we could, is evidence, is evident the following two things. Number one, as, as Rabbi Yisif is going to suffix, Sidi Allahis, Bidi Rabban, and Asumachayiv Mitzvahs, other be Rabbi Yisif, Ayuda, as what we call Mitzvahs. Number one, he wasn't sure whether the Allah is like the Rabban and the Rasumah is obligated in all the Mitzvahs, or the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda that he is not obligated in all the Mitzvahs. B is another thing we see in the statement. From Pastors, Allah, Shaman, Domali, Allah, and Rabbi Yehuda, Avdina, the Lame, Avkidina, Avdina, from the fact that Rabbi Yisif says, that I would be doing the mitzvahs even though I'm not obligated is mashmas of Yisuf out as the dasar of Yehuda is a nitmechuy of klal. It implies that Rav Yisuf was of the opinion that according to Rav Yehuda is no obligation at all. I feel the nitmid rabbanon even not mid rabbanon, but the mitzvah eichz I move a gadol zimchasin is also explained to us how great was his joy when he discovered that the lachas like Yehuda that he's put him in a mitzvah because he doesn't have to do anything. So we now know that Rav Yosef does not know if he's mechoyiv in mitzvahs, but and and if he's not mechoyiv in mitzvahs, he's not mechoyiv in mitzvahs at all, even with the rabbanon. When our pizza is moving, must not get Rav Yosef to get zocht. He lava yeme de kagarim. Kama Yosef he can be Now we understand why Rav Yosef is the one who says it on the chiddush b'shev davar. And what was this unique? Thing that Rav Yosef discovered that Uftu for Hayyeme. What is the greatness of Hayyeme? As Eden and Niskadis, Kavanah Bekdusos Aguf, that Eden were sanctified in their body. Unas is Givorin together for Chavetz Mitzatidek as Baruch Hu, and it became the possibility, the idea of holiness in an object became possible because Hashem gave this commandment. Given this causes as a filu ben asuma vidab yisav learned teda that that even when a blind person learns teda, peil does in this an imam tiashini chef. So this can change. This can cause a transformation. Also, if he does mitzvahs, although he's not commanded to do so, peil does eichin the chef. We balat achli atn teda. This a ma'aseh mitzvah. 
Because after my, my, my after my tentera, it's a deed of a mitzvah. And like, so, in other words, in the question that we introduced in the beginning of Sif Yud Beis, Rav Yasef was siding with the second approach. That once the Avister was Mekadish, the, the, the goof of Ayid, and once the Avister created the possibility that a physical object can become holy, this means that even someone who doesn't have the tzivui, once the, the, it exists in the world, he's able to create, to able to do a mitzvah. And he's able to create a transformation in the world and in himself in Nisrei Mamti. And this is why Rav Yasef says, Rav Yasef is the one who appreciated this more than anyone else. Because since he was blind, he was not a mitzvah And to know that he could still make a difference in the world was the most amazing thing that he could discover. And that's why Rav Yasef is the one who is so excited about Hayyim, the Kagar. So we're getting somewhere. We now understand the the, the of Hayyim even more. The fact that it's able to help, so to speak, the person who is who is Namtsuvaisa. We have two issues. Number one, even if the non-mitzvah is, you can also make a change. You can't take away and say that he's on the same level as the mitzvah The mitzvah still has the power of the tzivoy. It's problem number one. Problem number two, Rabbi wasn't the first blind guy. He wasn't the first blind person. So why didn't a previous blind person come up with this Ilav Hayyayma? That's what he's going to explain us if you give us if you dalad. What was unique about the Rav Yasef himself, more than any of the other uh, Chachamim, even those, th- those who may have been blind, that Dafke Rav Yasef was the one to uncover the greatness of Hayyayma. See if you give us. It's still not smooth. Since this whole concept, you're transforming an object is only because of the commandment of Hashem, so it seems to imply, it seems to be, it makes sense to say, is that it would imply that this transformation that's occurring, if the person is commanded to do so, it would be a greater transformation than the one who's not commanded to do so. And in the statement of Rav Yasef, it seems to imply that he is uh, expounding on his, on the greatness of his learning Torah, and the greatness of his fulfillment of mitzvahs. Not that he too can do so, just not in a fulfilled way. Rav Yasef seems to imply that he's all the way there, he's doing it like everyone else. And, he's, and, so, and it, would, it would seem that a mitzvah of Isaac can do it better than him. So why is Rav Yasef sort of ignoring the, the, the differences between mitzvah of Isaac and a mitzvah of Isaac? Also, we didn't fully answer the question in Sif Yudalif. We asked, in the end of Sif Yudalif, we asked, why is Rav Yasef the one to uncover this? So it's not fully answered. I feel it. He said, even if you're going to answer. Now, Rav Yasef's, Statement was connected with the fact that he's blind. 
came in the Chatz Fregen. Rabbi Yisrael had not given the first summa between the Tanaim and the He wasn't the first blind person. We may find that Zeich Bava ben Buta. We find that also Bava ben Buta, who was before Rabbi Yisrael, was also a blind person. And the Vaski Pimen it has a Tano that Afridi Kamera Summa is also going to lay with him. Why can't we? Why don't we find that any of the previous Tanaim or Amiraim, someone who was possibly blind, should say he lay with him? You could still answer, at least, at least uh, uh, you know, uh, difficultly, that um, that they held like the rabbana that assume is chayiv mitzvah. So then, their mitzvah v'aisa, but it still doesn't fully answer the question because the, 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 there's a, a, definitely a concept that assume is not mitzvah v'aisa. And they would have appreciated the fact that Hayyimah gave them the ability to change, change the world, and change themselves. Ve'abiur. So Sifu Dal is going to explain to us. Rabbi Yisuf is given a Sinai. Rabbi Yisuf was a Sinai. The Gemara discusses that there's two types of sages: Sinai and Eker Harim. Eker Harim means someone who can uproot mountains. It represents a person who has depth, who who, who digs in deeper and deeper and deeper into the into the learning. Sinai represents, he, he knows the whole Torah that was given at Sinai. It represents a knowledge in everything. If you, if you will, Sinai is the breadth of knowledge and Eker Haram is the depth. Kari Rabbi Yezva Nafshay V'Rav Tfus himself, there's a lot of produce that comes from the power of the ox. So Rabbi Yezva called himself the ox that was able to accomplish great things, and therefore he knew the, he knew the whole territory, that all the Mishnais and all the Braises were clear to him, organized, as if they were just, as if he received them from our Sinai. It was sent to Bavel, that the Sinai is greater, they had a question, what's greater? The, 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 the breadth of knowledge, or the depth of learning? They said, no, Sinai is greater. Because it says everyone needs the masters of the wheat. Wheat is a basic necessity. Knowing the whole Torah is a basic... The, the, the delving into the depth is a luxury. Or, or, or at least not, a, not, a, not, not as necessary as knowing the whole Torah. So they said that Sinai is greater. And Yosef was pointed at Yosef. So now we have like this. Now Yosef was blind on the one hand. On the other hand, Rav Yasef was clear in in the whole entire Torah as if it came as if, as if we, as, as if he just received it from Sinai. When the river is late, the Yasef was about to be a mitzvah. But Rav Yudah does give him a get the suffer. Rav Yasef, he does give him a get the suffer. Canal according to the day that all the sumers put him in a mitzvah, and Rav Yasef was entertaining that that might be a possible uh, uh, opinion, a possible. Uh, a ruling out of Yosef Gezakt Ilav Ayim and the Kagarim says this is the most amazing day in the world. The Baldas Mitzuyus is given Sinai since he was he, since who he was was he was a Sinai. Even though he was not commanded to do so, if he was because he was blinded according to this opinion, so part of the mitzvahs is Nit as they feel. So even though, he, because he was a non-Mitzvah of Asa, we, it makes sense to say, like we said in the beginning of Sif Yud Gimel, that it's possible that he can't make the same level of a difference as someone who is Mitzvah of Asa. However, since everyone needs 
the, the, the masters of the wheat, since everyone needs to have Yosef because he's a Sinai, Everyone needed his tater. Everyone followed his directives and his rulings. Including those who were commanded. And therefore, when they did the mitzvah, they were able to, to, for, to entirely transform the object. But how were they doing it? They were doing it because Rabbi Yasef taught them how to do it. And Rabbi Yasef passed into them how to do it. Is during them ufketan gevanu benis leimamti when shini chavta b'shleim was saved by Rabbi Yosef. This caused that Rabbi Yosef should also be uplifted and transformed, and he should be able to transform the objects that he was doing a mitzvah with, because he's the one who taught him how to do it. Mashainkei by the Baba Mabuta the under the name of Menachem of Rabbi Yosef. Gefim in the dominion as I was given the Sinai from Zaydor and I killed Tzadikim Monichati. But the other sages who were blind, we don't find that they were the Sinai. We don't find that everyone was depending on them, and therefore, we don't find their impact as strong. When the river at the Tafka of Yosef Gazak Ilav Yemed the Kagarim, Kam Yosef Yikim B'Shukar. Therefore, it was of Yosef out of all people who uncovered the greatness of Ayema made the statement. Val Dafka the Chidus from Ayema. This day that created the, the concept that the object could become a mitzvah or or an iser. This caused that of Yosef, even though he was not commanded to do a mitzvah, but because he was the Sinai of his turn, he was able to reach Mamti, he was able to reach the ultimate transformation of the Khafzah because of not through his own learning and not through his own Kiyama mitzvahs, through the way he was able to impact others. And this concludes what the Rebbe calls the nigla part of the Sikha, even though uh, some of the topics seemed a little bit Chassidus uh, oriented. But until here, it's referred to as a nigla part. Rav Yasef's uniqueness was number one, that he was blind. Number two, that he was a Sinai. So on the one hand, he was not a Mitzvah of Isa, but on the other hand, he was impacting everybody else in his day. Therefore, he was so appreciative of the high Yoimah because this is the day that made it possible for him to change and for him to, to become transformed through learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. And when he says, If not for today, all the suffer that would have been done in the world, Bishuka would have, been, would have not transformed the world and would have not transformed me. But because of today, even though I'm blind and even though I made a mitzvah of Asa, I am able to create an, an ultimate transformation in my life and an ultimate transformation in this world. And therefore, this calls for a great celebration. And let's get an Igla Tilsa, a third born calf. The last, the final Oysa of the Sikh, Sif of the Sikha, uh, connects this whole concept, the way it's being seen from the Nigla perspective with the Chassidus perspective. In them, even the mountain Indians have been primitive tater, nigla tater, and tater achas mamish. In this last, in this whole idea, we see how the the, the deeper parts of tater and the revealed parts of tater are actually one and the same. The asbara anal pinigla is elu mekana echad medemos as as we learn chesedus. This whole explanation, according to nigla, is one hundred percent consistent with what's explained in chesedus. As avedas avedas avin ufkitan amshachas viyichudim aliyenu nerla milo that 
everything that all the impacts, the spiritual impacts that were caused through the Aveda of the Avis only impacted Lamaila, the higher worlds. When the barrier was broken and the, uh, uh, the, the, the dealers of above can come down into the lower worlds, this gave the ability to be drawn down into this world in the very objects of the physical world. But there's three levels in this drawing down of the of the elokus of godliness into this world. Ubichlalus dargas ham shacha basim is da in dvarim gashmiim min velchem and can mekayim zayin mitzvah. Number one, the idea that you could fulfill a mitzvah or something, which just happened at Matan Torah through the tzivui, it made it possible to draw down a lakus into this world. Then you have an object that was prepared in order to do a mitzvah with it. So it's not just that it has the potential, but you actually are, are planning to use it to do a mitzvah with it. Um, then there's even third and higher level when the Yid actually does the mitzvah because it's all explained at length and in detail in Tedas Achsidus. And this concept is consistent with Nigla the Tedah, which is where Rav Yasef uncovers this ability that Matan Tedah gave us to transform the Gashmishtika world and bring holiness into it. And this is why Rav Yasef is so joyful and uh, uh, on Hayoma on the day of Shavuos.